0: everyone and welcome back to the just interesting people podcast thank you so much for tuning in today my name is rosie and i'm here with jeremy um i'll let him introduce what we're doing today what we're talking about but um yeah enjoy the episode thank you for tuning in
1: hey guys uh welcome back to our podcast um so today it's the third part of our special series about our Um, pregnancies and infant lost uh, experiences Um, so if you're just discovering the podcast today I would recommend that you go back to at least two episodes back uh, to the part one otherwise it might not make any sense to you uh, because we are really like sharing a story in a chronological way Um, but yeah in part one we talked about our first miscarriage and getting pregnant again and finding out that our baby boy had a genetic disorder. In part two last week we talked about the abortion day, uh, how everything went up to the funeral a week later. Um, And in today's episode we're going to be talking about what happened after that. Um, So, you know, about how we... dealt with uh, everything uh, for weeks and and months so yeah it's not gonna be really like in chronological order because everything is a bit blurry and and intertwined so we're just gonna talk about some things that happened some trigger some just whatever was in in our minds and, and stuff like that so yeah it's not gonna be like stand out, yeah, yeah it's, it's not gonna be like specific order like it's been before but the the idea with this episode is to uh really talk about like depression how we dealt with it in a totally different way um all the little things that reminded us what happened and and all that so yeah we're just gonna dive into it um but yeah thank you for tuning in again and uh, we hope this is gonna be informative once again um so yeah that's it let's go
0: well so f- just going off what you just said I think that's the thing is but with abortion and with miscarriage as well to a certain extent but especially with the abortion it wasn't just a one-day thing we had an abortion then we were over it like it took months and months of heartache and just I of not explain just like just months of like trying to get back to some sort of norm normality so that's something that again like we were never told that I mean obviously I guess everyone deals with it differently but we were never told oh by the way you're going to need counseling for a couple of months and you're not going to be right for six months or a year or however long it's going to take you like I just didn't really I mean obviously I knew it might happen but it's just not really spoken about it's like oh you have an abortion and it's done like it's
1: yeah and and I guess this episode is going to be way more personal in the sense that we're not going to talk about, you know, like medical things and this happened, this happened. Like, th- this is just going to be how we felt about it. And, and I'm, I'm sure it's totally different. I mean, it's, we had a different experience, Um. so I'm sure it's going to be different for everyone. Um. But yeah, like we... So. Just to piggyback like a little bit on it, um at the hospital the day before the abortion, we saw super quickly, um a psychologist, she came to the room, say hi and, and we didn't talk we didn't have like a session, probably therapy session, but she came introduced and and they told us that we would have uh, free therapy um for I didn't even know how long they didn't specify. We had free therapy at the hospital, so we could go um I don't remember when we started, to be honest. She was a week one or whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, we went four or five times, I would say. In didn't I go on my
0: world. own a couple of times? Because she thought I was worse than you. Uh, or was I supposed to, but I didn't? Yeah,
1: I think she wanted to, but I don't know if you did. So basically,
0: uh, our memory of this is a big blur because first of all, we were grieving. Second of all, we were trying to get back on our feet and it was ju- it was four, three years ago? Yeah, three years three ago. Three years so. ago. We didn't write down any dates of like when we specifically saw people. So in terms of like, you know, certain very specific information, we don't really know, but we can definitely talk about our experiences with the therapist and with all these different things. So I remember... So, okay. First things first, we had our therapy session in the same building on the same floor and almost next door to where I actually had the abortion, which is horrific literature. Remember, mm. like we pulled up there, even pulling up in the car park. I was shaking. I was so nervous. I felt sick. I was crying. Like I just didn't want to be there again. Like I didn't want to be there. And then having to go upstairs to the same floor, the fourth floor. And walk down that corridor where, like, I don't know, maybe two weeks beforehand, I'd been struggling to walk around to try and get myself home again. Having to be there and sit and wait for maybe 10, 15 minutes outside waiting for the woman to come. Like, it's just, like, of all the places you're going to do a therapy session, it really should have been somewhere else. Because that was so triggering for me. It was so upsetting having to be there, like, over and, like, I just wanted to forget about it and get over it. But I keep having to go back to the same place with the same smells, the same sounds, the same people the same nurses everything it was just awful mm-hmm. so like yeah i i kind of wish we'd maybe gone with someone private that was somewhere else just because it would have been a lot le- a lot less upsetting for us
1: yeah um yeah the reason we went for this one is because so she was specialized Not nah, she, she specialized in that
0: yeah in infant loss in, 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 yeah
1: so because i guess you know it's, it's a very it's really specific topic and and i don't think everyone is trained to deal with with that but yeah,
0: do you remember much about the sessions? Yeah, do you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I remember her asking. So I only remember one awful session, but we'll get into that afterwards. But what um, did what did we talk about? I mean,
1: um, did I just cry the whole time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like I remember like the specific, but what what I remember is um, that she. So we went together every time. Um, she was asking about um how we were basically and you know like making trying to make us talk um and um like I've never been super talkative in terms of expressing my feeling I'm just burning inside me and stuff like that so I wasn't speaking that much uh and I'm pretty good at hiding my feelings anyway so she I think she felt I was kind of okay with it uh like well, i think she would ask questions
0: that, and you could answer as i would just cry yeah
1: um but yeah like you 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 couldn't like help yourself you're just crying every time and stuff like that so she focused a lot of her attention on you uh because obviously it was more obvious that you needed help well, in a I'm, sense. so yeah. i'm also
0: i'm a very emotional person like if i see somebody crying even if i don't know them i will cry so i'm very emotional i'm very like I cry at anything. I cry at films Mm. and like, and my family's also very like emotional and open about talking about things. So for me, it was like, I I just didn't have a choice. Like she would ask me an upsetting question and I would cry because I was upset. Whereas Jeremy, you were very good at like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm fine. Like just kind of brushing it off, I guess. I think you were a lot more open now with your emotions, but it's definitely back then. I guess you were protecting yourself, but also, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I mean, just (laughs) the way I was, the way I am. Um, but yeah, she, she she was just asking a lot of questions about how we're feeling, what were we thinking exactly, um, how family and friends were. Uh, like we had a few friends that were pregnant at the same time, I remember talking about mm, that. Yeah. Um, I remember saying that personally it didn't affect me much, that my friend gave birth uh, or was pregnant and about to give birth. Because, like, in my head, like, he was, you know, different baby and I was just happy for her. Uh, when Rosie had a different experience with our friends being pregnant, like, she struggled more than I did about that. So that that was something we talked about quite a lot. Uh, after, yeah, I mean, it was nothing special in the sense that it was just, she was she was asking more questions than anything and trying to see.
0: I guess trying to get us to dig deeper into yeah. what, like. Yeah trying to
1: talk about it i remember she talked about your your family at one point yeah uh, i can't remember why but
0: no i can't remember why. i remember talking about my childhood and things but yeah. i don't really remember what the relevance was or
1: yeah well it was about being a mother and stuff like that yeah um yeah i personally something i remember actually funny is that i didn't even want to go to therapy uh, so i would just deal with it because i'm not the kind of person that talks about my emotion like i said before. Um, but I remember calling her to take an appointment like for the first time and saying like yeah um, Rosie would need like a consultation and we're, like one of the, And I remember she said like uh, yeah but I'd like to see both of you and then maybe we'll see later for private uh, consultation but I'd like to see both of you and I was like yeah but I'm, I'm okay um, <laughs> she needs it more than I do and she said like yeah but you're the one calling and i was like yeah um and she was like so you know she was trying to say like you're the one calling so actually you are trying to reach out yeah. no no it's just because i'm the one speaking french and doing all the paper and, <laughs> and stuff like that and she was like yeah right <laughs> yeah fuck off right <laughs> i remember that um yeah i know at one point we thought about having separate session but we didn't make it no we stopped going anywhere at one point Uh, because we were making appointment like every week and and at one point she went away and stuff like that and we just never went back (laughs) yeah
0: I i remember so like it's all a blur like we said but i remember one session in particular i really don't remember what she asked me what she said but i remember it just really really hit me it was like a smack in the face and um Like I was dealing pretty badly with depression, which I didn't really know at the time. I I mean, I guess it must have been obvious for everybody else, but I just, I was so deep in it. I couldn't really see, see what was happening. But one session in particular, she like, I really can't do you remember? I can't remember what she was asking me, but like, I just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And usually I would cry like during the session and maybe afterwards for five minutes, but we drove to Jeremy's work, which was a good like half an hour drive. I just cried the whole time, like hysterical crying. And Jeremy was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not fucking okay. <laughs> and, um, oh, one second. This is so upsetting to talk about because I didn't, I didn't tell Jeremy for ages about this because I was so like, I didn't want him to worry. I didn't want anyone to worry. Um... But I remember that after that session in particular, we drove to Jeremy's work and he was going to spend the day at work and then I was going to pick him up after like later on at work. And I said to myself on my head, if he goes upstairs and goes to work and doesn't realise how upset you are. Oh, I can't see it. <laughs> Sorry, One second. <laughs> So I decided that if he went upstairs and went to work and expected me to drive home and then drive and pick him up later on, I was going to kill myself, basically. I was going to drive my car somewhere fast and just kill myself and get it over and done with, because I literally couldn't see the point in living. I just didn't, I couldn't see the future, I couldn't see the end of it, I couldn't see anything, I was just in such a deep hole. um,
1: Yeah, that was about at least a month later. It was a while, after, at least. Probably even at least, two. yeah. Because I and was three, back. To, I went yeah. back to work one month after the abortion. Uh, it was probably so, two or three. So that maybe, yeah, was yeah, two or three in. months.
0: It wasn't yeah, yeah. like it wasn't straight afterwards. It was a couple of months afterwards, and it was just like I. And then, luckily, Jeremy realized I wasn't okay. Went upstairs and got his laptop and came back down, and we went back home. Yeah. And I didn't tell you, but I didn't tell you I was going to come off. that. You
1: told me quite recently. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Last last year, maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, the reason I'm saying that is because no one really knows about that. I think you and Karen, and that's probably it, really. Mm. Um, and it's something that's very, very real. And like I said at the beginning, it's not just one day. It's not just one abortion one day, then you're, you're over and you're fine. Like It took me months and months and months to be okay. And to get over it, and that was, like, my worst day was, like, that day I decided, I was like, right, it's not worth it, I'm out of here, I'm done. And it's so sad to think about, because now I've got such a good life, and if I'd have ended it, would have been, I mean, horrendous for Jeremy, I mean lost both of us in one year, but I didn't even, I don't know, anyway. Um. So therapy lasted a couple of months. Um.
1: From what you remember, you think it he helped?
0: I don't know, I think... I think some days I felt good afterwards. Like I'd have a good cry and purge and like feel really, really sad. And then I'd come out and be like, oh my God, I'm, I remember feeling happy sometimes Mm. being like, oh, that was good. That was a good weight off my mind. And then other sessions like this one, it just pulled me into this big, dark hole that it it, it was awful for me. Mm. So I kind of, I think it had good and bad. I think it just depended maybe on what mood I was in or how hard she went in on me. I don't know, but I mean, it's hard to say would it have been better if we didn't go. I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't like, know. Like, Just... I I genuinely don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's what we did and it happened. Whether it was good or not, I don't know. I mean, it was. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: It was hard. It, it was hard. It was really tough. Um, It's not something where I'm like, I would definitely recommend every single person go and do it.
1: The mm. thing is, I, I think also we don't really have a clear judgment party because we didn't finish the therapy in a way
0: yeah and we've never done it before or even since so it was our only experience yeah and
1: we went for a few weeks and then i think we then went away for holidays in august Mm. and stuff like that so we went away for like two or three weeks and we just never took an appointment again yeah um so even if she was trying to get us somewhere with her question and she had a plan in mind we i mean yeah didn't Didn't
2: finish finish
1: properly so um that's why i we have a Mix with you, I would say about it. Um, yeah. What else?
0: Well, I feel like as we're talking about this, we may as well talk about depression and how how that was. So it's funny, recently, in fact, a couple of days ago, I think it was, as we started recording this these series, I was looking through my phone. I was like, I remember taking notes at some point. So I looked through and... I wrote notes on my phone, just like a sentence every couple of days, every couple of weeks, whatever it was, something that stood out to me, I wrote a sentence and it was so weird to look back on that because I've written like, I don't know, one month later, I feel like I'm drowning and I can't get out and that's kind of the way I felt and it's like, unless you've been depressed and had depression, it's really hard to explain to people but all I can say is that I felt like I was drowning and I couldn't get up for air and I was like fighting fighting but I couldn't get up for air and I know that doesn't really make sense but it might do if you've had depression before but I spent like so like we said Jeremy was off work for a month and then he went back and I would spend all day every day in the house and I think so like I said when I wrote these like little diary thing on my notes five months after the abortion was the first time that I stepped outside the house without having something to do. So whenever I left the house, it was like, okay, I need to go food shopping, so I need to leave the house. And in fact, actually a lot of the time I'd wait until Jeremy got home. Then I would get changed out of my pajamas, get out of bed. We'd go food shopping and then make dinner together and then go to bed and start over again. So Jeremy would have such I don't know how he dealt with it. I just couldn't do anything during the day. Like I just had no motivation to do anything. And like some days I get out of bed at like four PM to sit on the couch and then wait for Jeremy to get home. So basically, I ever left the house was to go food shopping and even then I probably wouldn't do it without you anyway. Mm. Or I would see friends or I would go on like my day trips. So as, when we learned what was going on with the baby, I started a blog, I was like, I need something to, cause we weren't working, we were sat at home just worrying about this baby the whole time and Googling, Googling, Googling. So I was like, I need to do something. So I decided to create a blog um and that's kind of what kept me busy a lot of the time and I would set myself it was almost like a a job almost I would be like okay I need to go out one day a week go to some go to like a town in Provence take some photographs and then I'd spend the next week at home like writing about the place and editing photographs and that was my like way out of it all and it was my something to keep me busy and something to keep me focused and something to get me out of the house honestly but like I said it took me six months to literally sit on the balcony outside for no reason other than just to be outside of the apartment because otherwise I felt trapped I felt trapped in the apartment like I couldn't leave and it, it, like it's insane because Jeremy would come home like why haven't you left the house and I was like I don't know and he was like "We'll leave the house and I was like I can't like I just couldn't but like, you didn't get it at all did you
1: no well I think if if no one experienced that I don't think you can understand no how it feels to be honest I mean I can't say I understand it like no. I had a
0: car I could have driven anywhere. I could have done anything. I could have spent my whole all my days outside on the balcony sunbathing. I could have been reading, walking, shopping. And I could have done anything, but I physically could not step out of the house. Mm. I just could, I just couldn't do it. I just had like, and it took me five months from the abortion. I got it written down to be like, I went outside, sat on the balcony in the sun for no reason other than just to be outside. And I think that's insane to read that now. Yeah. Um, it's
1: also interesting to see that's a reality and that. Yeah. And, and also, you know, if it's happening to anyone listening, like, it's, it's just, yeah, you not
0: You're not alone. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, it's not weird or it's not, like, don't judge it or whatever, you know, it's, it's happening to other people. It's not just, uh, you or, yeah. or you or I mean, whatever. Well,
0: but also there is hope for the future. Like, I never like, like I said, I was in a hole. I felt like I was drowning. I couldn't get out of it. I was suicidal at some point. Like, I just could not see that anything was ever going to get better. I was just getting worse and worse and worse. But I guess I'm the story that, like, it can get better. Like, I'm now living the dream in Miami. And I don't want to, like, shove that in your face as if, you know, if you're going through this, I'm really, really sorry. But just keep going and take each day at a time and just try and get through that one day. And yeah, eventually and you'll come out of there it. There is and
1: hope at one point, like, things will change. And and you don't know when. Like, there's no science behind it. But, um, yeah. When... I personally, so we, when, when I said at the beginning, we had a very really different experience is that I didn't feel this way. Um, and I think one of the reason is because I didn't have time. Yeah, I didn't worry about me at all. Um, cause, um, you know, I, between the abortion and the funeral, I had to organize it, um, so i had shit to do and then well like
0: even pre-abortion pre-abortion you had to deal with me and like going for tests and driving me everywhere and taking places to go yeah i was gonna say so
1: like i i had to i had two things to do i had to take care of all the admin stuff which is a lot because even like um
0: the french love the paperwork yeah
1: but like when when (laughs) But it's also good because when you give birth, even in this kind of situation, Rosie had a maternity leave. Uh, so that, but that means that we had—I had to do all the paper for that and everything, which I've never done before. So there was things. like... there's plenty of thing like that I had to do. Um. So that was, you know, I had to stay focused to be able to do all this shit, and and also I had I was just too worried about you. Like mm. uh, I, I didn't. Like, I, like, before the abortion, I worried about what was going on. And then, like, during the abortion, I worried about you. And then after that, it was just about you. Um, I didn't have time to think about how I was feeling, about me, or whatever, like, in a sense. Like, I just, I could see you, like, so different. Like, you're just, like, a different person. Like, you're not the Rosie that I know. And, and that was so confusing. And... You had to do like the food, the and dishes, the clothes, like. Yeah, but even now, like, I, I still do it. Yeah, yeah no, it's, but it's not. But it's I, it's. I
0: didn't do anything. I was just. No, but all day. it's
1: also like the. I think one of the reasons I didn't get like depressed because I didn't have time to feel mm. much because I always had something going on because I was just too worried about you. So I didn't have time to actually like digest what was going on or whatever. Like I was just on. Mm. Um which yeah, I think explain why like we dealt with it differently. Also um so I went back to work like a month after the funeral pretty much. I right? was beginning of June, uh, so pretty much like four weeks later. Um like so the, during the four weeks, like I can't remember exactly what happened, but you know like, we, we were st- terribly sad and everything obviously and and tired physically emotionally so we haven't done much um and then going back to work obviously was helpful for me because um, it was well you know i s- just seen people and, and being busy and 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 i had to get out of the house like to relate to what you were saying um so it was easier for me to also move on a little bit, um, and yeah, and and go back to a sense of normality, uh, which I don't know if it's good in a sense because I I feel I like I had to as well, because um, I didn't have four months of holidays anyway like you did so in a sense i mean one minute not (laughs) holiday. no no no, uh, sick leave yeah that was the right word yes um time off um when yeah you you had your maternity leave until september and then yes and then in september you just because
0: i'd given birth in the third trimester i had my full maternity leave so i had
1: 16 weeks 16
0: weeks off yeah after the birth
1: yeah because you didn't take any before
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh yeah because you're supposed to have like I don't know, six before weeks before and, and 10 weeks after, but because I didn't have any before, I had, this six, had the 16 thing. weeks.
1: And you were paid as well, and those health insurance and everything, so.
0: Yeah, and then even after that, I quit my job, because I yeah. was like, I can't go back there. Like, because I was working in a lavender shop, so it was a lot of, like, kids, mums, pregnant people, women. Just I just I couldn't go back to that environment, and I didn't I didn't even want, like, honestly, I just couldn't even, I just didn't want to, so I quit um, and got the chômage, which is the, like. Unemployment. Unemployment money, yeah. Um, but then, and then at one point you so I after five weeks, I went home to see my family, my parents, and Jeremy stayed at home to work. You yeah, stayed in I
1: France. St- I stayed uh, in in France and probably went I to. I think I went to see my grandma
0: and my parents. That was the main thing because my parents were still in England. My grandma was in yeah. England. And I went to go and see them and spend some time with them.
1: Yeah, so you went back and I was on my own for the first time since that happened. Um, and. One thing happened during that. It must have been July, August. In summer, probably. It was five weeks, so...
0: Um, May, June. Okay, June. so June,
1: okay. Um, And I went to see some friends. Uh, Spent the day there. And they had some friends around. We had like a meal together. Barbecue, enjoy the pool and everything. Um, Had a really nice day. Uh, and then on the evening... Uh, so I spent the whole day like like drinking beers and having fun and stuff like that so I was obviously a bit not like super clear <laughs> in my head um, and in, in the evening um, some other friends arrived two, two other couples from what I remember uh, with kids and at one point no yeah i didn't know them and at one point we were outside and just having a chat uh, with the guys and one of the guy asked me um oh do you have children and that and i said no um and actually that's interesting because that's something that we discussed uh it is such a weird thing. Like, what Like, what, yeah. what? What do you say in this situation when someone asks you if you have a child? Yes, but dead one? Uh, no? Uh, yes, but I had an abortion? It's complicated? Anymore. Like, you know... Uh,
0: if you I, say I, yes, you've got to explain it. So you basically just say no, unless it's someone you can be asked explaining it to. Yeah.
1: And actually, that's something that still bothers me right now. Honestly, don't see. Every time someone asks me this question and I say no, like, there's something inside me that's like poking me like i don't like i hate saying no but at the same time uh i don't want to get into like the story was fucking strangers or you know whatever so it's just the easy way out and i don't know if it's the right thing and maybe one day i'll find a solution and i'll let you know but whatever i said no and i don't know it didn't trigger me like on the moment um but then I like, we, we we carried on and I don't know like I had a couple of beers <laughs> again and and at one point I just I think yeah I was in the garden laying down on the floor and I just broke down like crying like hell I like, I couldn't help it I was just like I don't know like I was full you know like I'm, I'm bottle and I was full and and, and that was the, the drop that just made me and I just totally lost it I was like crying and then <sighs> I called my friend, um the, the host, uh, and I and I was like, yeah, come here and I like, nothing I mean. We just I just cried the whole time. Like I cried in his arm on the floor in the garden. Uh for I don't know how long. Um cried and cried and cried. I just totally lost it. I think I, it was literally like five weeks of tears just coming out. Um I guess it had to come out at one point and I've been hide the in, and, and that was the, the the trigger um also because i was on my own i guess i felt okay that rosie didn't have to deal with me because i felt that i had to be strong the whole time for rosie so i just completely lost it
0: you called me and it was terrifying
1: uh oh yeah i called you yeah and
0: i didn't know what to do because i was in england yeah. Like with my parents.
1: And um, And you
0: called and I was just like... I was then crying, listening to you crying. and I was like, there's nothing I can do. I can't, like, if I could be there, I would be. But I couldn't, you know, it's like 8pm or 10pm or something. I couldn't have come home.
1: So I calmed down eventually after a while, after talking to my friend. We had dinner and I was supposed to sleep there. But all the kids and everything was there. So I asked them if they could drive me back. Uh, Did Michelle come and get you? No, no. So... Oh, sorry. No, he drove me back. And when I... Go back to the apartment. I thought I was okay. Stepped in. Sat on the floor. And cried again. Like mm, crazy. But I cry. I, I could not control my body. I, re- I I couldn't see myself on the floor. Like like I had like a out-of-body experience. I was just like crying. And I was like in pain. Like physically and everything from crying. And, and like my heart was just broken. Like I was just... Absolutely, I really feel like it's literally like five weeks or whatever of pain that I've just been like burying and hiding and whatever and and ignoring just came out, everything came out, I think I called you again and and it was late, it was like past midnight uh, on a weekend probably and eventually I called my uncle who lived like half an hour, 20 minutes, half an hour away and I called him like crying Um, and he came uh and he spent the night with me um and then
0: i was texting him saying like do not leave Jeremy on his own i don't know what's gonna yeah. happen i'm not there to look after him like you need to be there don't leave him don't leave him so like, he's,
1: we, he we he stayed for the night and then i went to his house and i spent a few days at his house i didn't go to work i worked from from there um yeah during the whole time i i took like some some days i just couldn't go to the office because of whatever reason personal things already or stuff mm. like that and managers have been great about that but yeah that was my day me when I absolutely lost it um yeah I think it was just uh I was full and I had to get it out Uh, which is what I do anyway
0: (laughs) it's interesting what you said about your like just being heartbroken and being in pain because I remember like being in physical pain from how heartbroken and how upset I was mm-hmm. and I've never really understood that or experienced that before like I know that like I've been upset before you know when you break up with your boyfriend or I don't know something happens that's sad like you can be upset and I've obviously cried like I'm an emotional person I cry lot anyway mm-hmm. but actually being like actually feeling like your heart hurts and like you're you're just Inside, it's just just soul, I guess, just hurt. You
1: can't stop; like it's not something you control, or you know, like sometimes when you cry, you can just like go like, okay, like take a deep breath, and and you know, like you can control. It. Like that was just like, I was not in control of my body of what was going on. I was just hurting inside, and and this whole thing, like this bad energy or tears and anything, had to come out. Like it was just, I was not in control. Right. In a way, I could see myself. I think
0: because I think before that, like I think you cried when we saw Louis, and I think you cried at the funeral.
1: Yeah, but, but I mean, like, but after that, controlled I, crying. Yeah, you would say I would say, like I said, I could like just like <sighs> okay. Like,
0: Whereas with me, I think I cried every day. Like I cried yeah. myself to sleep for two months, probably like every night. I yeah. just couldn't. Like I woke up crying. I went to sleep crying. I just cried all day. Whereas for you, you like you said, you suppressed it until this one yeah. day when I wasn't there, and you could release and actually things. Just,
1: is that, I mean, I don't. Crazily, anyway and and even if i want to i hide it most of the time uh, but also like i felt that you were such in a bad place that i didn't want to add anything on top of that so that's what i was feeling i had to be strong i had to be yeah. in charge of everything because because you, you you needed that you needed a sense of stability and you need someone with you to just hold on to, to everything here. so I I I felt I was not allowed to go down I had to stay focused and alright let's just deal with it that's it and and it, that wasn't conscious I mean I didn't plan it um but yeah that that was my big breakdown um it's so sad as well for me to
0: to hear about that though and especially when, like when it happened like I don't know like knowing that you couldn't like you couldn't grieve because you were so concerned about how I was Mm. but then I like I couldn't even think about how you were like I just I just couldn't I couldn't even think about how, how I was like I was just so deep in that hole do you know what I mean I just thought you were okay because you went to work and you like looked after me and you'd, you'd go food shopping and do like do everything and look after me. And, like You just did everything. I just thought, oh, well, he's just okay and I'm really not. There's something wrong with me. Why am I taking this so badly? Like I didn't really think that... I don't know. It's weird. It's yeah. weird to think back on it because I just... I think I was just so much in my hole and so depressed and so just...
1: Yeah, you had no clue what was going on around you anyway. No. To be honest. So- it's so
0: weird to think about...
1: And, and also, like, I mean, to go back on what you're just saying, like, we had this conversation just a few months ago, that in a sense, I don't know if I actually grieved, probably, yeah. maybe, because I had a month off of doing things and, and looking after you. And then I went back to work and I had to look after you and then I had to take care of the visa and moving and and then it was Miami about forgetting that and. I, and
0: You've never had just like four months. Yeah, or six like I didn't stop
1: just... and just say like, "All right, you know what? Like I'm literally just... Um, yeah, I don't know. We had we, we okay. had different experience for that. Um, I the have no we... idea
0: how you did it. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Um, yeah,
0: you're an absolute <laughs> superstar. Because well, no, because if you'd have been the same as me, if we'd have both been in that hole, God knows what would have happened. Or if you'd have been like because the thing is as well like it's hard for me to it's weird for me to say this but dealing with me at that time must have been so hard for you and you could have quite easily been like no fuck this is not worth it I'm out like you could have quite easily left me Mm -hmm. and it would have been understandable because I was literally I had no idea I had no idea like I was just in a hole so the amount of strength it took for you to stay with me and to look after me and to go to work and carry on and like keep going keep going and just looking after me the whole time Mm. i'll forever be grateful
1: <laughs> i can't say i remember it to be honest like i feel i was in like a robot mode yeah you know i don't know how i was feel. i can't even tell you like what what i thinking like, if i had if i thought about you know what i fuck off like, I, don't, I don't even know like i was just maybe unconscious in a sense you know like it was just this has to be done this like <laughs> <laughs> I've got to deal with it, like, just let's just do it, you know, like, I don't know, unplug something, and it was alright, let's just do it. And, yeah, that, that's what I mean by the whole thing, honestly, it's a big blur for me, like, because, I don't know if it was, like, overwhelming or whatever, but, yeah, that's that's, that's why it's really hard to put words on it, in a sense. Um,
0: I also think it definitely put a strain on our relationship oh yeah (laughs) because like I think that's worth talking about even though it's private I think it's worth talking about because it's like all of this is like no one talks about any of it um like it was hard because like so this is from my point of view so because I was like depressed in bed crying all day couldn't get out of bed literally couldn't step outside without having like a reason like I said like it was to go food shopping or to do something I couldn't just be like be outside do anything so I like I said like I couldn't I didn't shower I didn't Like, literally, had to tell me to shower. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do the dishes. I didn't do the clothes washing. I didn't tidy. I didn't eat. I didn't, like, feed myself during the day. Like, I just didn't do anything. I remember you'd come home and be, like, annoyed at me for not doing the dishes. And I was, like, I've written on my little diary thing, like, Jeremy's annoyed I'm not doing dishes. I understand that I'm at home all day. But he needs to understand that I don't have the mental capacity to do the dishes. But, like, that's my point of view. I was, like, I can't even eat or step outside or shower, let alone do dishes and go food shopping and do normal things. But then also from your point of view, like, I don't know if you remember, but you, I guess it was just like, what the fuck are you doing wasting your life? Snap out of it. Like,
1: Yeah, it's 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 something that if you don't experience it, I think you can understand. Mm. So I didn't understand how you were like that. Also, we are really different anyway in these kind of things. Like, I Like, if there is something I struggle with, I just try to you know like kick myself in the butt and stuff like that um we we have a different personality to overcome things like that anyway um so i guess when something that bad happened the whole thing is just reinforced um so but anyway i don't think that's something you can understand if you don't go through it um yeah it was confusing but at the same time i i'm
0: you were very good with
1: me. Like I, I knew that there was, you know, something wrong. Like that was I I knew that you were not done ju- not doing it just to piss me off. Yeah. That like, you just couldn't, but just you know, sometimes like yeah, you go to work and you spend the whole day at work and then you have to deal with all that. Like I guess once in a while I was like this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but well we managed it. <laughs> God knows <laughs> how, but it brought <laughs> us
0: together and we managed it yeah. now yeah. stronger than ever. But like I, mean. I think
1: after I think it's kind of work. shit, it's like either you say, like, you know, I fuck off, like you say it's not worth it. Or
0: like either it pulls you together or it tears you apart. Yeah,
1: Or like, I don't know, you say like fuck off, it's not worth it. Or you just go find another man or woman depending on the situation or, and, and you just end up making things worse and, and whatever. Or you manage it and then you grow stronger than ever. And now, I mean, yeah, after going through some shit like that, <laughs> Yeah, I it's I mean we see every little thing that happened in life are kind of easier to deal with. <laughs> mm. yeah. uh, it puts things in perspective, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um do you wanna yeah, do you wanna so a few things that happen after the, the abortion and pregnancy is that we realized that we had like a few like triggers and things happening that you know even if you feel like you're having a good day or whatever like there are some things that comes up to your face and it's like oh like reminders (laughs) stuff like that Um, at this time and obviously you know when you have friends the same age people get married together and people have kids at the same time stuff like that and we had two close friends uh, pregnant at kind of same time, so one of them was due a month and a half before, like six weeks before us or so something like that, and another one kind of six weeks later. Um, well,
0: she's the one from episode one or two. where we say that we were going to tell them that we're pregnant, and then she was actually like, "We're pregnant too." Oh uh, yeah,
1: part one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, it's that one who she was like four weeks after us.
1: I also had two workmates pregnant due literally within a week of how we're supposed to be due. Like one was a week a day after and one was a week before after.
0: And there was Gigi who helped with the miscarriage. Jeremy's um, auntie who lives close to yeah. us. Her sister was also pregnant at the same time yeah, about and, and she gave six birth in the beginning after. of
1: September. So yeah, two or three weeks after. There was a bunch of them. A bunch of pregnant ladies around us and you know that's the kind of thing that when you all have a baby it's amazing. It's like yay! And when shit like that happens it's oh fuck. Uh,
0: it's funny because like with Mary we were like oh we'll be pregnant together and we can do maternity leave together and oh we can go to each other's for AC and like sit in because they were gonna have a pool maybe because they had a new house <laughs> oh we're gonna sit in the pool together and be whales while our husbands are at work <laughs> and like we joke about it and like you know like bond over it.
1: Yeah and then that happened and it's like fuck uh, and all those people are still pregnant and have babies and you are just uh, left there and you just have to stare at it and it's like I'm not having that <laughs> and you're like why me you know like, what is happening to us uh, stuff like that um, I dealt with it better than you did oh, uh, yeah. uh, and and that was not something I was trying to hide or anything that was genuine like I somehow my brain really made a difference between what happened to us and other people pregnancy and when they all gave birth and stuff like that, like I was actually really happy and I didn't see it as a... it didn't annoy me that they had a healthy baby or I wasn't sad or anything, I was just happy for them. Somehow my brain really made a, a difference with it. Um, it wasn't like super easy and I still have trigger as today, like last week was... well, last week uh, as of today the recording, beginning of September, you know, like... everything would have been different. Uh, lewis should be going to school right now um and all those kids just started school so the we're first, gonna have reminders for the, rest the of first life. week of september that was like when i saw some pictures on instagram or stuff like that i was like fuck like, I, had, I had a really really bad day um but yeah but it's it, at the time we was it differently like do you want to share how it was for you
0: yeah so with Mary, she was the one that lived quite close to us um i think we saw them when they were still pregnant and i just couldn't really you
1: couldn't get out of the car
0: did we go to to their house
1: yeah we went to the house we drove there and she just came out on the terrace and you saw her pregnant yeah and you were like "Nope, nope, Nope. not doing it (laughs) and yeah i don't know how long it took you came in eventually but it took a lot of crying and and stuff like that and a lot of time um it's just so
0: hard to see someone that like because like I said we were pregnant at the same time They were four weeks after us so I would have been the same size I would have been you know at the same stage like buying all the baby things and getting all excited and complaining about being hot and sweaty in the south of France being a big whale and like all these things I wanted to do with her like it was you know it was yeah it was so hard to see her pregnant and then the worst one I remember was orally so this was Jeremy's sister slash not like best friend but they've grown up together um
1: so she gave birth on the 23rd of june
0: and we would have been due um, like the end of august
1: yeah like middle of august so it's like kind of six weeks each difference uh, but like when she gave birth uh, i actually went to see them at the hospital like the day she gave birth I, well, went yeah, I didn't on go. my own i went on my own um i think i was the first person visiting um but then we decided to go back Oh, it was when I think Florian yeah, was here. We when, were,
0: so we were with a, our friend came to visit for the weekend and on one of the days we were like, Oh, we're gonna go and see whatever this big bridge that's old. Yeah, the
1: Pont du Gard. it <laughs> was pretty close from Aurelie and I texted her saying, like, Hey, I
0: Yeah Are you home?
1: Yeah, alright. So we'd
0: had a nice day together and then Jeremy was like, So I think we should see Aurelie on the way home and straight away my hands were sweating, my heart was going, I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't see her. I don't want like I don't want to see her, and I just sort of said, "Well, okay, but I might not come in." Hmm. So we drove there, and it was only when we pulled up like on her road I started crying, and we had okay. to like drive past her house and park up somewhere else. And I had a good cry, and I was like, "I can't do this. I'm not ready. I'm not ready." You shouldn't have just sprung it on me. Like I felt like I was like tricked into it almost. Like I I wouldn't have chosen to go there. Hmm um
1: also you're too nice to say it eh? so when i was asking you if you're okay you're saying yes i was like yeah i'm
0: fine i'm fine yeah i'm fine i'm fine no i'm fine i, I was also just telling myself i was fine I, mm. like i so wanted to be fine i so wanted to be happy for her to be normal to be you know excited to meet the baby so we had a good cry and i was like no okay right i'm fine i am fine mm. i'm fine let's go so we drove their park top and we walked up to the front door and I think I started crying. And Jeremy, like, she came to the door and said hello to us all. And as soon as she said hello to me, I just started, like, I broke down and started crying. And I was like, no, no, go, you go, you go. So they all went inside. Yeah. And I stood outside on the terrace balcony thing, just like, no, I can't come in yet. And then I would, like, step in, like, literally take one step into the front door and then step back outside again, I spending the 10 minutes outside. And then maybe I'd step two steps inside. And then no, this is too much, step back outside again. Yeah.
1: You come in eventually. And then
0: oh, okay, well maybe this time I'll step in a little bit further. But then as soon as I heard him like gurgle or cry or make a little baby noise, I'd be out again crying again. Like it was mm. just so hard to break that barrier to actually step through that house. Like I found it like it was almost like a physical barrier, like I like I physically couldn't go in there. Mm. And when I did, I just cried. After about an hour or so I'd say, like it really took me a while. Yeah eventually i went in and sat down away from the baby (laughs) and like i remember at one point he started fussing and they were like oh i don't want to get him out because i don't want rosie to like i couldn't look at him and i think they were like nervous about picking him up in case i would see him and then that would set me off again but then i was like no but the baby crying is setting me off and it was just like (laughs) i just found it so so hard
2: yeah
0: it was so hard because I really wanted her to be like I really wanted to be happy for her and celebrate with her and be like like yeah you couldn't help it be it that friend who was like oh my god I'm so excited let me hold it because I'm such a baby person like I yeah. love babies <laughs> as well like with Mary's other kids like as soon as they were born well, they basically pass it over to me like right Rosie here's yeah. the baby you can feed them you can look after <laughs> them like I'm just the baby person so I'd like it was so upsetting that I couldn't be that for her yeah. and like h- like support her and be excited for her and it was just I just couldn't do it I just like. Yeah, it was like Could physically not, you couldn't do it. Yeah. It was
1: not a conscious choice or anything.
0: No, I really, yeah. I was trying. Like this is the thing, I had to try so hard to step in that door and to sit on the couch. Like, it took me like an hour and a half to be able to sit on the couch. Hmm. It wasn't easy to do it, and I kept running away outside and crying because I didn't want to upset her, and she like it was just such a weird dynamic. But
2: yeah.
0: that was definitely one of the hard ones. And
1: yeah, um, so. Um, Something else. Um, so during the whole uh, time, so from May to I don't know, the end of the year, so we we went away every time. Actually, just after the abortion, like three weeks later, it was our twenty well, eighth like year. Uh, it was our wedding anniversary. Um, so we decided to get away for a few days. We had like a, some someone gave us like a, a coupon to go f- to stay somewhere for a night.
0: That's for our wedding, not for losing the
1: baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we thought that was good for us to get out of the apartment, especially as Rosie obviously struggled with that. So we didn't go far, but we went away for like three or four days, which was was quite good to just have a sense of normality. Um, And then in August, we came to Miami for a week because we were still planning to move to Miami later. So... We came for a week here to visit and see if we like it or not to plan a potential move. Um, something that happened during this time is, uh, so we we actually came to Miami uh, when we were due. like We we were yeah. due like in, in August and that's pretty much like, like when we came to Miami, like we should have been kind of giving birth at, around this time. Um, and actually I remember one morning waking up checking my messages and seeing that my friend from work uh just had his baby boy uh and i, I remember that was like a ah, fuck i don't want to see this picture i don't give a shit i like this one because like, it was pretty much on like the same day it was really like a, a hard one um and and something that i remember as well is a few weeks later he planned to celebrate with us at work and brought some like alcohol to celebrate and to have a little aperitif and um i remember telling him i messaged him like the day before i was like i'm I'm really sorry i don't really know how to say that but i don't know if i'm if i can see your kid um so if you're coming with him and and your wife uh, i i'll just stay home um i'm happy for you but just don't know if i can that that was the one because it was like pretty much the same day that was like at at it's more like i don't know how i'm gonna react so just in case i'll stay home yeah especially because it was like in a company with everyone and most people knew because i missed work for like two months but yeah i remember saying that and actually well it didn't bring him and 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 it was fine but uh that's something i am uh, just thinking about it uh, like with work and everything and with people in general uh it's such a weird thing because you know like uh, I remember the day we found out and and when it was I kind of confirmed after like the first trimester and everything we stopped to a supermarket and we went to work together with like a bottle of champagne I think you came uh, and I, I bought some champagne to celebrate with my workmate and everything and it's like, yeah we're pregnant I'm gonna be a dad and and you know you tell friends and everything and then and then that happened and you can see this look in their eyes like no one dare to say anything because it's hard I mean and even if it happened to someone I wouldn't still not know what to say you know it's when like when people die in general or whatever it's always like fucking awkward and we are human or terrible at dealing with that yeah Um, so I don't blame anyone but but you can you know you can see the look and like the I'm sorry for you kind of shit Uh, and yeah I remember like going back to work and you know some people i was closer to some people than others obviously and i remember that was such a weird dynamic like sometimes or or you have some people (laughs) i remember some uh people from my village with my parents i always had to tell people in the village uh, that happened i remember even months later or years later some people are like but you you don't have a baby (sighs) like i thought and i was like no no (laughs) <laughs> no you must have got confused <laughs> with someone yeah you know like because you don't want to get into again this fucking conversation about it's just not easy to have this conversation you know like i don't want to be reminded every day and have to explain myself every time about what happened and stuff like that so i remember <laughs> that happened a couple of times like no no you just must be confused with someone else mm. like, especially when you're not super close to the person you don't want to um uh, yeah remember that
0: um it's interesting because I had some like similar experiences with my friends so I can't remember the dates and things but I found out that one of my friends um in France so I had a group of about 8 of us that were kind of English speaking so either from Canada America or England um I found out through one of my other friends that one of my friends was pregnant and I remember being upset with her for not telling me but I was like is it because we're not super close or is it because she doesn't want to upset me and that was like a weird thing and then um my friend my other friend was pregnant and she, we were walking through X, uh, which is where we lived. And she was like, so if I was pregnant, would you want me to tell you or not? And I was like, yes, of course. And she was like, well, I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like hugging her and I was so excited for her. And it was super nice. But I then found, we then had like drinks with all our other friends. And I found out that they'd already known for like two weeks. And I remember thinking like, oh, I don't want that. Like people treating me differently. And it's it's hard for me to say, Jesse, Jess, if you're listening, I still love you. <laughs> but it's hard to say this because like people treated me differently in the nicest possible way. But it also made me feel like I was being treated differently. And it was so hard then to go for lunch, uh, go for this drink and everyone being like, Oh, did you tell Rosie? Oh, finally she knows. Okay. Now we can all talk about it together. And I was like, Oh, well, like I have thought I'd be one of the first people she would tell because we were pretty close at the time. And like, it's, it's that weird, like people treating you differently, even if they're trying to be nice. It's so hard not to be like, just treat me normally. I'm still rosy. I'm still super excited for you. I'm still obviously sad about what happened to me, but it doesn't mean I'm less excited about what happened to you. And especially because this was a couple of months later. Mm. Um, and yeah. it was funny as well seeing my friends after all that happened because I think I saw them after four weeks or so. Um, and it was weird because like, I don't know, like, are you okay? And you just have to be like, yeah, I'm okay.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> the, like stupid question. Are you okay? I like the fuck are you thinking anyway? <laughs> like, I'm well, no, and not, not, even... not blaming anyone. I mean, everyone is the same. And I mean, we ask everyone daily life, how are you doing? We don't actually care how they're doing. And, but you know, when something like that happens, it, like, no, do uh, you really think I'm okay? I just had an abortion a month ago. Like, what do you think? You know, at the same time, it's hard to understand. Like, it's so hard to deal with it. Like some people don't know how to deal with it. Some people don't know. They want to protect, they want to protect us. They, yeah, it's super but confusing. it's funny as well, everyone. like,
0: When I first saw my friends, I was like, okay, I'm not ready to talk about it yet because I'll just cry the whole time. So let's just not talk about it. Maybe next time. So we'd be like, okay, let's have drinks. We'll talk about other things. And then the next time we'd be like, no, it's still not okay. And then the next time. And then it gets to the point where it's then like, well, we're not going to keep bringing it up. So I don't think I've really particularly had like deep conversations with my friends Mm. in France about it. Like I I had one best friend and my brother and his wife in particular that I spoke a lot to. But my friends in France, I don't think I really had like... Maybe I didn't, I can't remember, but I think it was a lot, I don't know, like at the time I was like, I'm too upset to talk about it. And then it got to the point where it was too late then to be like, yeah, okay, well, we six months ago, like, yeah. how do you feel? Like it was a weird kind of, but I definitely felt like I got treated differently, like within my friends. And it's like, it's hard as well. Cause even though I want to be treated the same, obviously you can't treat someone the same who's gone through that. Like they yeah, were doing their best to protect me and to be nice, to be good friends. And I'm thankful for that.
1: Cause at the same time, we had so much, so many triggers, like we said, that, uh, yeah, that in a way is is understandable, and we might do the same, you know, if it's happening to someone, yeah. stuff like that. So it's it's, it's not, hard it's to not blame here. It's it's, it's really hard, i like, for everyone. like something hard to deal with for family, friends. Like, you just we just human in general, I think, don't really know how to deal with shit like that. Uh, just just really hard.
0: Um, something I want to mention as well is that my big brother told me that he was pregnant one month after the abortion well his wife was pregnant one month after the abortion I remember that just like it's weird how something like this can affect relationships so with my little brother and his wife I feel like it brought us closer because we talked a lot about it we spent a lot of time talking to them and they were really good with us weren't they Mm because my brother's wife had lost her mum so she dealt with like loss before and depression and things like this so it was nice to be connected closer with them and to build a stronger bond with them but on the other side with my bigger brother, my older brother, um, they're both tall, so they're both bigger. He's also bigger <laughs> <laughs> my older brother, um, he already had a son who was one year old when we had the abortion. Because he was born when we were in Indonesia. Yeah. So he was one year old um when we had the abortion. And then I found out that they were pregnant a month after I'd had the abortion. And honestly, that whole this whole situation kind of brought us apart a little bit and it's so sad I'm gonna cry saying that because it's so sad that that happened I think I like I found it really hard for him just to have babies really easily just get pregnant like literally get pregnant the first month of trying which we did as well to be fair but then and just have a healthy baby twice and not really think about it and not have to worry about it and not have all these like it was I had so much jealousy and envy and anger as well, I was really angry at a lot of people.
1: Yeah, that's something that obviously when it's someone close like that, everything is um accentuated, like it's just worse. But that that's something I know that during the bad days that was like why us. I remember thinking like there's so many I don't know, I'm it's not right, but there's so many people in the world that have baby babies but they don't want them so so many people that have babies and just like treat them like shit and abandon them and kill them and beat them up and and that just don't want it and then you have like a couple like hers that really really want it and we can't and there's nothing we can do about it because it's our fucking DNA and gene like and like, you know, the whole, like, why us stuff. And there's no answer to that. But I remember that was, uh, yeah, like, when we were having... When I was having a bad day, that was, like, one of the, the thing Like, why Like, us, what have we done know, like, to
2: deserve this?
1: Yeah, like, why do we deserve that? And when you see some people like, that are not grateful at all to have children that are just complaining about it, you know, like, here's some... I'm sorry to say that, but, like, you know, like, right now, when I heard, like, during COVID, all those people saying like oh my god like uh, having my kid in the house for three months or six months like fuck let's get them away like I'm it's so annoying him, blah blah blah. Him, yeah. it's like you have a fucking child be grateful for it you know like little things like that are still triggers as as today yeah um that but, and, and again like, we would have we would have had a baby we might would have been the same but it's just yeah like th- little things like that are really like triggers Um, but it's
0: interesting with my brother because I was I obviously had a lot of like anger and jealousy towards him and his wife and I haven't I still haven't really spoken to him about it like we in fact I don't think I've ever spoken to him about the abortion (laughs) like we just didn't talk about it and we kind of didn't talk for a while because I think he I mean I don't really want to speak for him but I think he felt weird about the fact that we were going through that but then he was also pregnant and celebrating having a baby and it was I don't know it's like it can really affect relationships in different ways like it brought me and my younger brother closer but then me and my older brother further apart and it's it's hard how it happens and it didn't happen like we didn't do it on purpose and there's not there's no malice behind it there was no like we didn't have a big argument and that you know it was nothing like that it was just weird it was just a weird weird thing we just didn't talk about it and it, we just mm. still haven't really so I don't know. But let's go back to um Miami because um, Yeah, got So something that happened then, it was for me so like I said, I felt trapped in the apartment and it was only until October was so we had the abortion in mate. It was October when I first stepped outside for the first time just to be outside and just to enjoy the sunshine and just to be outside without having a reason. So by that in mind, but we went in um, August to Miami. So yeah,
1: three months after your abortion.
0: Yeah. And it was so nice to feel like me again. Just a tiny, like a tine, like one percent me was back again. And I remember talking to my mum on the phone on the beach in the morning and being like, "Oh my god, it's nine in the morning and I am sunbathing in Miami and it's amazing here and there. I love it because like we really weren't sure if we would love Miami or not, and I absolutely fell in love with it as soon as we arrived. And mum said to me, I think a couple of days later, that it was so nice for her to see like a glimmer of hope. Oh, it's going to make me cry. (laughs) And she could see like a tiny bit of me coming back again because I felt like I just wasn't me for, I mean, that was three months. And even for another three or four months after that, like it really did take me a long time to get back to me again. But it was like coming here for that one week brought me back to life a little bit. And I feel like after that, I then went, so. I feel like after Miami, I went back downhill and got depressed again. And it was all very up and down, up and down. But it was so nice to have that one week of like, oh my God, this is what our future could be. If we move here, we can be surrounded by palm trees and the ocean and the sun. Yeah, and
1: a, have a fresh start. A and...
0: fresh start and people that don't know our story. That was the other thing. Like, if we make friends here, they'll know us as Rosie and Jeremy from Europe. They're not going to know us as that couple that had the, mi- the abortion. Mm. Which I think it's hard to get rid of that kind of...
1: Label.
0: Label once you've been, you know it's hard for people to treat you the same once they, especially once they were there with us and witnessed it with us. Whereas now if we tell people about it, it's like, oh, that's before I knew you. So it doesn't really affect the way I think of you. Yeah. Whereas it's hard, I don't know. So it was, it was really nice to come for that week and it was really nice to kind of see something new, see our future, I guess, see what it could be. Just, mm. to, just to be happy again. Honestly, I was happy for that week. And I know you struggled with seeing your um, friend's kid, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it was just a, that moment but yeah it was good and then straight after that we went to Portugal no, I think we literally flew back and the day after yes, we flew to the day Portugal after. <laughs> um, we went there to like be with your days, family pretty much my entire family there's um, about
0: 25 of us or something
1: uh, which again so that was good to just escape and see something I love the first time there you so Yes, yeah, my first um, time in Portugal so it's nice to so go to was, different yeah. places and be tourists we, but it's stupid but we, not that we wanted to numb it but also you know, it was good to disconnect about this reality and just be somewhere else and think about something else and be surrounded by other people and stuff like that and that was a good little um yeah escape for a little bit i remember we had a conversation with my auntie when we were there actually on the day that we were due yeah um
0: that was tough i remember being there with all your family and everyone was just like giggling and having fun and yeah. being silly and i just sat there like no one fucking cares no one gives a shit like we were supposed to be due today and i just yeah. i found it really hard that no one
1: and we noticed it know, all. Had, i don't remember what we did during the day but i remember on the evening we we had dinner outside and and at one point I know, like something triggered us and we had to step away a bit and, we we're just like no we're not okay yeah um and uh, yeah my my aunt came with us and we had a, a little chat with her which was which was nice a little bit to talk uh to someone about it my family is not really expressive. Uh, we don't talk much about serious shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
0: Like we never really talked to your parents about it. Yeah,
1: or... not much. So yeah, so yeah, there was something that I remember.
0: It was interesting um, talking to her as well about how everybody asks about me. So even if like like we said with the therapist, she was more concerned about me than Jeremy. Or like if your parents ring up they're like, How's Rosie, how's Rosie doing today? Physically is she okay? And it was like why don't you ask about how I am? Or like my family was always about, how are you? How are you? How are you? No one particularly asked about how's Jeremy or friends as well. It's like, oh, how's Rosie? How's Rosie? And it's interesting that like, even though physically I went through it, I still think, like I said before, I think it was worse for Jeremy seeing me go through it and also seeing me with the depression and like having to deal with me and not getting the chance to deal with it himself. Yet nobody particularly asked how you were. Mm. It was always about me. Yeah, not many people. It was kind of, because I physically went through it, it was always... I don't know it was weird it was like it, it yeah, was well, as if it wasn't I think it's multiple things
1: us. I think it's um in general anyway you know like the woman's pregnant and the man is just there and and people always even when something is good it's more like about the mom and the dad hmm. um so I think that's just something it's just the way it is um people associate pregnancy and kids with mother more than father and we just assistant yeah (laughs) in general um and which
0: i don't think i said right from the beginning we're pregnant yeah yeah no no, but so
1: i think that but that's truth i think anyway like even when things are good you know it's more attention around the mother and the father so there's that um also because i mean physically you had to go through something physically Mm -hmm. and and also like people attach something to that you it's like having a surgery you know or whatever it's mm. uh, so that was that um, and and also I think it's uh, the way we dealt with it because I on the surface I was okay mm. and everyone see that you were crying and stuff like that obviously the attention was um, directed to you uh, like if you were just looking at us it was like Jeremy looks okay she looks not okay at all. <laughs> I was going to say, like shit. <laughs> I look like shit, you can say. It. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask about her. Uh, and it's, it's just.
0: Do you think there's also that stigma about like men just are strong and men are okay and men don't um, cry and men don't.
1: No, I don't know. No, I don't think even it's that bad. I don't think. I think it's just the generic thing of pregnancy equals mother more mm-hmm. than anything else and also the fact that i l- looked okay and i was really good at hiding anything and, and being in control and you just didn't look okay at all so naturally people were asking more about you than how i was and, and anyway if people were asking me i was saying yeah I'm okay because because whatever that's what i do um <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah like it was interesting to see this dynamic that every all the, all the attention was focused on, on you for, I would say, 90% of the people. Mm. Not everyone, but a good 90% of people just focused.
0: I remember it did upset you, though. Yeah. That like, your parents would call up and ask about me, and you were like, why don't you care about me?
1: Yeah. I don't remember if you upset me at the time, yeah. Yeah, you, it did, yeah?
0: yeah. I don't remember. Because you'd get off the phone, you'd be like, why the fuck don't they care about how I am? And I was like, Jeremy, I'm sure they do. Mm if you tell them you're okay they're gonna think you're okay (laughs)
2: yeah
0: (laughs) like whereas if I say no I'm not okay they're gonna be like oh okay well how's Rosie like is she doing Mm. better than yesterday kind of thing
1: yeah 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 that was uh want
0: to talk about triggers
1: yeah um well we talk a little bit about things that triggers uh so pregnant people do you (laughs) want there's something that you said that we I remember don't know if you want to share that but about seeing pregnant lady in the street i mean
0: i i like i was so angry so so angry and like i said we'd go to these um therapy sessions at the maternity ward where people were giving birth like they had the healthy babies on one side of the floor and not healthy babies on the other side so you'd see babies all the time and see people pregnant people all the time and friends that were pregnant and i was so angry That I would literally, like, I was saying to Jeremy, if I had a knife, I would stab her her in the stomach. Like, I was that angry. And it's so scary to think that, because if I did have a knife, like, I don't know if I actually would have done it. Yeah. Like, would I actually have done it? Probably not. But I was so angry that I was like, give me a fucking knife, I'm going to stab her.
1: Yeah, it's just interesting that you had this anger. I was so other angry. Pregnant woman, so it was not just about friends or whatever. It was in general just like,
0: random, like it was random it was just people. Just really
1: be like a trigger, and that's one of the reasons you didn't go back to work. You, yeah, because I was like, we often, we often we often get just, pregnant people. Yeah.
0: If I have to talk to a pregnant person and tell her which oils to yeah, buy,
1: you wouldn't be able to do
0: it. I'll just cry, like yeah. I couldn't deal with it. But yeah, like it was, it was upsetting to see pregnant people. it's upsetting to see babies. It was upsetting to see children. It was upsetting to see toddlers and
1: like yeah and also in, in movies uh like it's, it's funny how things we see pretty much every day in movies stuff like that we don't pay attention to it and but then when shit like that happens it's like triggers uh you know seeing birth or seeing um people being raped or actually seeing abortion i think we, we saw someone having an abortion at one point oh it's a, a tv movie. show yeah can't remember can't remember but one. something i was oh god like nope yeah like we'd,
0: we'd watch tv and film to try and like take our mind off it and try and think of something else and then there'd be someone having an abortion it was like for fuck's sake yeah, you can't like, escape we- it. <laughs> yeah. i remember even when my parents were still there so this was like literally the week after the abortion mum was like okay we're gonna watch a film what should we watch we so will put on netflix and it was like there was that Jennifer Lopez film that's like plan B where basically she gets pregnant before she finds her boyfriend but then she ends up dating that guy that I was like no mum there's babies in that and pregnancy okay so we'll watch um Bridget Jones's baby no mum she's got a fucking baby okay so we'll watch this no because they have a miscarriage okay so we'll watch this no because that's a married couple who want to get pregnant but then this and that and no we can't watch that because it's a gay couple who want to get pregnant so they get a a surrogate wife and like it was just it was funny because it was like tv shows films magazines um adverts um instagram oh, Facebook. Adverts, something
1: interesting so you know when you are pregnant and you plan to have a baby oh, you God, spend time on amazon uh, and you look for toys and, and all the shit that you need <laughs> when you have a baby and you know how amazon is pretty amazing at recommending things right so, because you spend three months looking at baby stuff, then for the next, I don't know how many months, you keep seeing, maybe you're interested by nappies and blah and blah. Yeah, that's...
0: If you've got a baby, <laughs> you need this toy and yeah, you need yeah, this book. Yeah, you don't
1: fucking have a baby. You
0: need nappy. Like, you, so, actually, a lot of YouTube and obviously the adverts, I think every single advert was pampers, nappies, mm. for months. So, I was trying to like disconnect and not think about it. Turn on YouTube, okay, I'm going to watch some girl talking about some clothes the advert is nappies and babies giggling and i was just like oh like i'd cry before watching trying to like get away from it but that was super
1: hard yeah. and it's just plenty of little things like that that seems you know totally irrelevant in in day-to-day life but when something like that happens, it's like whoa, actually there's so many triggers and and i'm sure that's the case for other dramatic events uh that if you whatever happened you can see it happening you can see stuff like everywhere somehow
2: um, another
0: one was shops though like when so like I so said we'd go food shopping together because I wouldn't go on my own <laughs> but like if I had to buy pads for my bra because my booze were leaking for about a m- month or two I can't remember um Or even without doing that, even just going to the supermarket and buying our like weekly food shop, having to walk past the baby aisle and Mm -hmm. seeing like the baby bottles and the dummies and the nappies and this and that and the other, like even walking past that, I'd have to walk past looking in the other direction so that I wouldn't see it. Mm -hmm. And even that would trigger me and I'd like start welling up and start crying thinking, oh my God, I should be down that aisle thinking about which nappies I'm going to get for my baby and which size to get and da, da, da. Or like if I'd go into town to see my friends, like you'd walk to the bar, but you'd walk past like a baby clothes shop and you'd be like, Oh my god, that's so cute. Oh fuck you, I haven't got a fucking baby anymore. And it was just like all these little things that like constantly trigger you. Um but one of them for me that was really, really hard was babies. Like like we said, we'd seen Aurelie's baby and um Mary's baby. But even babies that we didn't know. So um in July we drove to I think it was the same time we drove to Jeremy's parents and we we're gonna go to a wedding of Jeremy's friends. And we stopped at a service station along the way, stepped out of the car and the car next to us um, was a family with a newborn baby and they were changing the nappy or figuring out the pushchair or something. And Jeremy was trying to find his wallet in the back of the car seat, in like the boot of the car, in the trunk of the car if you're American. (laughs) So Jeremy was faffing and there was this baby crying and I just stood there and I was like, "I I can't do this, I can't do this. And I had to like walk away and I sat like, I don't know a couple of cars away like just on the floor crying and sobbing so I could hear this baby and I just wanted to go over and like breastfeed him or her I don't know if it's a boy I just presumed it was a boy but I had this like really strong motherly instinct to go over and like hold the baby and cuddle him and breastfeed him and look after him and like you know just be a mother and that was so hard because like yeah seeing babies crying was hard because I just like I just had that like I already have that feeling anyway with babies but especially when you're like expressing milk and you just had an abortion like the the thing you want is to have that baby's cuddles and help them and to hear them cry was so sad and like Mm. even in Miami I I wrote in my diary thing (laughs) that we went to watch a football game and I think there was a baby like two rows in front that cried a couple of times And whenever the baby cried I could feel my boobs leak more and (laughs) that's like it's weird like your body just reacts like to oh my god that baby needs me to go and look after them because they're not okay like had such a strong urge and that was
2: yeah.
0: tough. And even like when we, so we went to this wedding and um I was sat opposite Jeremy and we were with so Jeremy's friends but then we kind of knew a couple of their friends but then I yeah. was sat next to somebody who I didn't know and they obviously didn't know me. And he'd been with this girl for like eight years and I was like, Oh you should get married, you should get married, dah da, da. when are you gonna get married? And like kind of winding him up a little bit and having a bit of banter and a bit of funny and things. And then he asked me if I had kids and I said no. And then he was like, oh, you should have kids. You should have kids. Kids are great. Why haven't you got kids? When are you going to have... Like trying to banter me back about kids. Obviously, he had no idea. Yeah. And I kind of laughed it off a little bit. Looked at Jeremy because he was sat opposite me and I just stared at him. It was like, are you okay? And I was like, mm No. <laughs> so we had to like leave and cry mm, and like step and... outside and cry like mid-wedding and then be like okay can you tell i've been crying and I have to go back in and like pretend yeah. i'm okay with this guy because obviously i didn't want to make him feel bad i didn't want to yeah. have any attention from the wedding on me at all so it was just like okay step outside
1: it's actually interesting like i feel like i try to be more cautious about that now since I, like yeah there's, there's always this thing that we've all done it about like oh you're gonna be 30 so you know it's time to find a man a woman to get married to have child like all these things that we all joke about everyone has done it once life, probably or whatever um but actually like we i mean 99% of the time it's probably gonna be fine it's just gonna be a good joke but you know there's this one person that you're gonna say that's someone that's in a situation that you have no idea what they're going through and and maybe they're desperate to find a partner or have a baby or get married or whatever and they just can't for whatever reason or maybe they did and something happened like for us so i've been i've been trying to be way more conscious about that about um those jokes that I was happily doing before because uh, we just don't know what's happening in people's life and and you know maybe this joke is not going to be a good one
0: and even if it's it, so that's true for people that you don't know but also with people that you do know so i'm not going to mention names because i don't want to whatever but um some friends i know were trying for well over two years to get pregnant had to go through lots of tests and different things and there's actually two couples who did that who only told me very very recently once they've had babies oh we struggled for two years but I had no idea. So when I was getting pregnant and when me and my friends were all getting pregnant, it was all like, oh, you know, you're next when you get yeah. pregnant. Oh, come on, you might, you've been married two years now. Get on with it. And like, you make these jokes and... Or even not even just jokes. Like, we actually genuinely talk about like, oh, so when when do you want to have children? You know, how many would you like? Would you like a boy? Like, we talk about things without realizing that they've been trying for two years and having all these tests and things. And it's such a a personal subject and it's a funny one because sometimes I'm like we really need to talk about it more which is why we're talking about it now but at the same time it's such a personal thing that you can't expect everyone just to openly be like oh I've been trying for you know six months it's not happening so we're doing this that and either people only really tell you afterwards Mm -hmm. a bit like us with this like we didn't tell any like to be able to do a podcast like this at the time wouldn't have been able to do it but now we can talk about it afterwards so it's a funny one that I kind of feel like we do need to talk about it more. But I also understand it's such a personal, such a hard thing to go through that you don't particularly want to talk about it all the time to everyone. So it's...
1: yeah, No, but even even, even about that, it's, it's more about also like respecting people. I people are, are going through shit and have pain inside them. And we are just here like poking it.
0: Yeah, without knowing.
1: <laughs> yeah, without knowing. And we poke and poke. And, and they must hear that, you know, like every time they see friends and shit like that. And it's just... Maybe when they get home, you know, as he cries, he hates us. And, and you never know, you know, like those people are killing themselves like every day and stuff like that. And then,
0: but it's interesting when we moved so, here, yeah. like people, like I said, people didn't know our history and our story. So people would be like, oh, so we've been together ten years, married for five. And they'd be like, yeah. OK, so one of the kids and we'd be like,
2: oh, it's complicated. We'd...
0: No, <laughs> I think I just say sometimes like, oh, I don't know, maybe sometime soon. Because yeah. there's no point going into it. No, but. It's yeah. it's those little things where it's like, oh, that hurt. That was a little yeah. jab in the stomach that I didn't need. Mm. So, yeah, it's definitely made us more conscious of like asking people about when yeah, they're having kids things, yeah. and when they want kids all and the, how many kids they want. And because it can be all like. The things
1: that we expect based on the age, right? It can Think be. Twice. Yeah.
0: It can be good for. It can be fine for a lot of people, like Jeremy said, but for some people, it can be really painful if you ask them when they're getting pregnant and when they mm. want babies and.
2: Yeah.
0: All the rest of it. So, that was.
1: Yeah.
2: That like, kind um, of talk.
1: <laughs> um yeah just to, something I, I i remembered and i just like scrambled it like on a piece of paper to remember talk about it so there's, there's two things that uh, up to this day are still in my mind uh, is the question about yeah uh, like do you have children like every time i fill up a form you know and they say like uh, th- th- you have to write down your name and your partner name and then it's a Children and it's like zero, one, or more, whatever. And I was like, I want to have a fucking case, like to say like that I had one, but he's not alive. You know, like I, I don't know. Sometimes I got things like that. Um, and that must be the same for
0: people who have stillbirths or oh, yeah, yeah. other things, like there, you know, children that die at the age of one or something. Like, yes, I had a child, tra- like physically had a child for one whole year,
1: but he's not alive. But they anymore. died, so it's like, a weird yeah. like. like uh, every time I feel a problem I think about that. It's like. I think they should preside like alive, because it's obviously for a reason. I like thought, but yeah, stupid thing like that. I, I really, and and I still I haven't figured out like what to say to people like when they say like do you have a child? Like I I still say no to this day. But every time I say no, there's something inside me. It's like bam, yeah. you punching. There's someone inside me like you punching. Like yes, you do. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. like maybe one day I'll be okay it's just you don't want to get into the whole story so i don't i didn't find the right answer yet um something else also i don't know if i told you that mm-hmm. <laughs> um is i remember straight after the abortion and stuff like that um i really don't know why and that's when you your fucked up thoughts sometimes i do remember thinking like imagine if one day you are like Arrested by the police, okay, mm. and you have to do um a truth test, uh, a what? lie detector. Yeah, um, and they ask you, "Have you ever killed someone?" Mm. And I've always, I, like, I don't know why, I, I make this shit up, right? But I know, like, I was like, I would say yes, because I felt like I was a murderer mm. at the time. Signing this paper, you know, I said like in part one or two that signing the paper for me was really the thing and that's how that's why it was hard because for me like signing this paper and i'm not gonna get into the subject of abortion and i don't wanna go into like yeah when you do an abortion you're murder. but like just like that was in my head like a law and it's not there anymore but still to this day i think like I, i would it's like if one somebody, day I get arrested. Like and somebody afterwards, somebody thought you'd
0: murdered someone and they do lie to, to say, have you ever murdered someone? Yeah. You'd be like...
1: And if I say no, I would expect a thing to say like, you're lying. Mm. I, I know that, that. But like straight after it, I was like, I signed this paper. It's just like I've killed someone. Like I've just stabbed or shot someone. I signed this paper. That was the same than shooting or stabbing someone in my head for a while. And I really felt like a murderer.
0: So I definitely felt like a murderer too. Because I had... Nightmares. Do you remember my dreams? Mm. Um, I had a few. It was like, okay, I'd get pregnant, and then the baby would be two years old, and then I would strangle them. Or I'd get pregnant, have a baby, and then this time I'd wait until they're fifteen years old and stab them. Or like I had dream, I had a dream that like my little brother was pregnant, but then killed it. Or like that people were pregnant and kept killing, but like I just kept kept having dreams of people killing babies. Even
1: recently, actually, you had a few dreams like.
0: Oh, I did, didn't six I? Six
1: months, I mean, after this, the other miscarriage. I can't remember which one, but I remember you had...
0: It was another, when I was pregnant with the an, fourth. was
1: a wave of, of dreams like that.
0: It was when I was pregnant with the fourth pregnancy. We're going to go into that in the next episode. Because I had, I dreamt that, I had three dreams, I think, where three babies died each time. Um, and Karen... And then
1: Karen, you were in, the, in a house full of dead babies everywhere yeah. oh, I don't know but and yeah. Karen
0: I remember Karen being like do you think that's because you've had three pregnancies and all three died and I was like <gasps> oh like mind blown but yeah I still some like not often I definitely had it like for a while like straight after the abortion whenever I closed my eyes even to blink I saw his face I found that super hard so like going to sleep, trying to go to sleep, I'd just see his face. So I dreamt a lot about dead babies then, and then recently I did when I was pregnant again. But otherwise, I haven't really had that. But
2: yeah, and no, also but-
0: I remember actually you wanting to watch um, Dexter. Um, I think probably about a year after the abortion, right? It,
1: um,
0: it was in Miami, I think.
1: No, I think it was still in France. He was because Dexter is in Miami, and I so, thought, oh, because we're gonna move there, or because we went there for a week, mm. it'd be fun to watch it just to see if we see stuff. Basically, Dexter watch, like, is
0: a TV show about this guy who yeah, murderer. murders murderers. So he's like the good guy cleaning up all the bad guys. And we watched one episode and I couldn't watch it because I was like, no, because I'm a murderer. I can't watch somebody murder other people. I could like, that is not entertainment for me. I just feel like mm. he would kill me for what I've done. So yeah, I definitely felt like a murderer. Which yeah. is such a hard thing to go. Like, I mean, it might like, it's. Talking about it now, it's like, God, imagine feeling like a murderer for ending your child's life because they would have had such an awful Yeah, yeah, the thing, it's, it's, it's just, like, the
1: point was just to say that, yeah, like we have fucked up thoughts and, and... Uh,
0: it still affects us to this day, like... Yeah. Uh, I think it will do forever.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we'll always have reminders, you know, like when it's time to go to college and stuff like that. Like we always can have reminders, but, yeah, um... Like you can be whatever you are, like strong or whatever, whatever. Like things, things like that. Like those triggers that are gonna remind you what happened. And like I said, like recently with back to school <clears throat> or this kind of thoughts. Um, it's not just happening to someone else, and and you don't control that. And it's and but also things can get better. Um, I'd just like to kind of wrap it up uh, in a sense. So. Um, it took a while, but uh, at around October, November time, we had a serious conversation with Rosie. And so we we were still planning to move to Miami, but we had obviously a visa and, and a bunch of things to do. Um, so we, we were in the process uh, of doing the paperwork, so we didn't know when we were going to move. Um, but eventually we decided that even if... Rosie was getting a bit better, it was still not good at all. Um, that we had to make we needed a change. Um How can i say that. Yeah.
0: So um like we said, Joan was going to work every day and I was just stuck at home and sometimes I'd go out to do blog post things and whatever. Um but I remember like it got to the point where I can't remember if it's was coming back from Portugal or something or, or Miami or whatever, but we came back from somewhere and I stepped through the door And I just felt like such a weight on my shoulders again. Like I was fine, stepped through and I was like, oh my God, I can't be here anymore. Like I cannot live here. And even like, so we decided we're going to move to Miami in December, end of December, um, 17th-ish, I think it was. But even before that in November, I was like, no, I cannot live here any longer. I don't care what we do. I have to leave. And Jeremy was like, Rosie, we can't. I was like, I don't care. I have to get like, we have to move to Italy. I can't be in France. I cannot be here we just have to move. And Joe was like, we cannot do that because it would cost so much money to like fly to Italy, find accommodation, try and sort out our, our apartment well, while just, we were yeah, somewhere else. Like we, and it was like, we also needed the money to be able to live in Miami and get food and accommodation in Miami. And it was like, but I remember for that one, that last month, it was so hard for me to every time I stepped through that door, I was like, oh my God, I just had to
1: yeah, be anywhere so, but there. So we, we had this conversation and, and based on that, well, okay now we 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 have to provoke the the, the change because we can't just wait we don't know how long for the visa to come and everything and in a sense i'm glad we did. otherwise i don't know if we would be here right now mm-hmm. but um uh, so one one day that must have been end of october beginning of november probably i i called uh, one of my manager and, and I just told him, I you was know, like, it's, you know, I mean, this is a new everything, so there was nothing new there, but it was like, um, we just can't carry on like that, we can't live here, um, we need a new environment. Um, so we either come to Miami to join you guys, because they were in Miami, uh, or I just quit, and, and we we'll just pack our bag and go somewhere, I don't know where. Um, but we need to get out as soon as possible um and 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 they've been amazing about it they're like all right i'll i'll deal with it book your flight um i'll i'll sort it out work wise um just do your thing and just tell me and, and that's it and they've been amazing for that and um so yeah we basically like pretty much within like well okay so when is this when can we leave? like because we own the place so we had to uh sell everything uh find um a tenant and and rent the place and sold our shit out uh, in basically a month i was okay it's the earliest we can leave it's probably like december mid-december ish so we certainly like put everything uh, for sale and and contacted an agency to find a tenant and and did like book fly everything without a visa so we actually moved to, to the us with just the esther uh we did not have the visa yet we got the visa like in march later uh, but yeah we, we we needed that that was just otherwise i don't know what would have happened but <laughs> um we, well i couldn't i, I yeah
0: like, i couldn't have said i like i don't even know how i say the extra month
1: yeah so we I just well couldn't we, we were it. super busy anyway the, the last month yeah, so i, I yeah, think I that into... you know like we had people coming to buy nine, and, and, and so it was quick at the, uh, at the end but um yeah and just to finish on something is that um i don't I, I honestly don't know if we did it in purpose but i i know that later i thought about it and i really really, really don't know if we did that in purpose or if we had discussion but we moved to miami a week before christmas uh on the 17th yeah mm-hmm. i think and and I remember thinking like that we could just stay a week later and and spend Christmas with the family, uh, but we just wanted to get away as soon as possible. And controversy, I have no idea, whatever. But my point is, um, I think I want I wanted to escape this Christmas because uh, that should have been the Christmas, the first Christmas with a baby, and you know, like it should have been the center of the attention, uh, getting. more presents and toys that you need and you know all these things that we all do with you know baby having his first christmas um and i really we don't remember that being a conscious choice at the time but i really think that impacted the decision about living before i don't know for you if it was in purpose but um I didn't want to celebrate Christmas.
0: I think our families wanted us to stay for Christmas. We were like, no, yeah. we're not doing it. And I don't think they quite understood yeah. it. And I don't think we really explained it either. It was just like, no, we're not yeah.
2: doing
1: it. Uh, but I, I've realized that later is that, yeah, I didn't want to celebrate this Christmas because something, you know, someone <laughs> was missing, uh, in a sense. And it was not going to be the Christmas that I was envisioning and expecting. So, so, yeah, for Christmas, I don't give a shit. I just want to be on the beach in Miami and have a barbecue. Uh.
0: But then actually... Had we have stayed, I think it would have been so much worse because we would have been so sad and upset. But then, li- like, literally, we'd moved there maybe, what, eight, seven days, be- like, a week before. Yeah. So we were still exploring Miami. we were still, like, in a new place and looking at new things and whatever. So we actually just had a really nice day, just the two of us. Had a barbecue. We went rollerblades. We bought ourselves, like, rollerblades and a skateboard. And we went skating together and went on the beach and had a swim. And it was such a nice day together to be like, okay, that was... That's in the past, and this is our new life now. And it's it was in like a really nice way to start our Miami mm. adventures. I feel like if we'd have waited till January, we would have had Christmas and New Year's at home, which I think would have been nice for our family and friends, but probably not nice would for have been us. Like, more,
2: more
1: triggers you know, and, and things to bring us down a bit more, which we didn't <laughs> need that anymore. So,
0: but then actually, interesting talking about Christmas. Um, last year, I actually found that a lot harder. Because Jeremy was in France with his family, and I was in England with my family.
1: Oh, yeah. I was in 2018, actually. One year later. Not last
0: year. Oh, was it one
1: year ago That's la- I, I broke
0: Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two years ago. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Jeremy was in France, and I was in England with my family. And I remember just, like...
1: Yeah, we had a terrible Christmas. We had an
0: awful Christmas. Like, one of my sister-in-law's fathers died. Me and my sister-in-law just kept bickering the whole time I think because it was just it's just a really tough situation for a lot of us for a lot of different reasons and I remember just like going to bed at like 8 p.m. on Christmas Eve and crying 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 in bed and I called Karen my friend my best friend cause, like Jeremy spends Christmas Eve with his yeah, I family I tried to call
1: you actually and you didn't pick up yeah when I was with the kid I was like oh let's call Rosie and you didn't pick up yeah you told me the day after
0: because you spent your Christmas like he spent Christmas Eve with his whole family I don't want to ruin his evening so I called Karen and I found it so hard and then even the next day on Christmas morning I was like, spent some time with my grandma and I had a really good cry with her. And I was like, God, oh, this is the first Christmas where I would have been like playing with toys and like yeah. maybe walking. And like, I think the first Christmas didn't bother me so much because it was like Miami, you know, adventure, da, 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 like keep busy. And it was that one that really hit me because it was like, oh shit, like this is, especially because my brother had a kid who would have been like four months yeah. younger. And he was like opening presents and getting excited and like having a personality. And I was like, oh my God, it is so...
1: Yeah, because it would have been, like, 18 months, pretty much, so... Yeah. That's, like, the fun fun times,
0: so, though, yeah. But, so, yeah, with that being said, like, it's so tough watching all these babies that we know growing up. Mm. And, like, even my friends now, like, I've got a friend who's due in November. I'm happy for her, but at the same time, I'm like, ugh, God, that hurts. Mm.
2: I'm
0: just always going to have that reminder.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, so that was... So, that was the aftermath.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and after that, we moved to Miami, and... and things started to get better to just (laughs) summarize in a sense and somehow just this new environment all the new people we met all this new
0: do you know how people say it's a new chapter i feel like miami was a whole new book
1: yeah i was gonna say that yeah it's like a whole it wasn't
0: even a new chapter or a new (laughs) paragraph it was like a literally a whole new book start again who are we what do we want to do start from scratch new friends new life new hobbies new jobs new everything like it was just
1: oh something i just remember uh, is I remember saying to myself, I don't know when, but after the abortion and everything, uh, I realized how precious life was. Is is, um, and I remember being like, from now, first, like I need to enjoy because you never know what's gonna happen. You know, like everything is wonderful you got married you get pregnant and then everything is just like falling apart so you never know what's gonna happen and things can fall apart tomorrow for whatever reason so just like that was a massive punch in term of like shit all like, right stop taking everything for granted and enjoy life because you never know you just have no clue what's gonna happen um and also i really remember thinking um i'm gonna live like my best life for him like he's not gonna be i i took his life i made this choice to 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 end his life um because he you would have been you know like so complicated and uh i feel like i owe him that to just live the best life i can possibly have um and fuck if you don't agreeing with me if you want me to do xyz i'm going my way i'm gonna literally have like the best thing that i can ever have not just for me but for him as well because he can't have it so i'm gonna do that for us Uh, and that's something that's been driving me since then i just like i literally don't give a crap about what people think if i'm doing the right choice the career whatever whatever i'm gonna do things my way and as long as me and rosie agree on it that's all that matters and 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 if we want to live the life traveling or whatever, like we will, because that's what feels right for us. And and um, yeah, that was a massive wake up call for me.
0: I guess it was like you didn't want to be wasted. You didn't want to be like, okay, yeah, we're not going to exactly. have this baby, but we're still going to live somewhere we're not particularly happy living with a job we're not particularly happy doing, and you know, plodding on with this normal yeah, just life. Is precious, life so. And like, it makes you realize like how yeah, precious it is, and yeah. how like you shouldn't take anything for granted. And
1: see, so, yeah, that was a big wake up wake up call.
0: I think um, it changed you um, so now. much. I mean, the fact oh, yeah. that the amount you've changed in ten years is crazy, but the amount, especially you changed since then, is also crazy. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, should we close this episode?
0: Yeah. So that was the aftermath. <laughs> the, um, obviously we're still dealing with, and we still will forever. Yeah. But <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, in 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 the last episode, we're gonna talk about some discussion we had. In Miami, you know, in terms of being ready maybe to try again or whatever. And then we'll go through uh, the two miscarriages, okay? Miscarriage, miscarriages miscarriage. Uh, that we had uh, since then uh, in Miami. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go through that in the last part uh, next week.
0: Something I want to say as well is so, even though I had the miscarriage in the first episode, um, and then the next episode we're going to talk about two of the miscarriages so I had one miscarriage and one missed miscarriage and all three of them were entirely different experiences so even though you think oh well, I've already heard a talk about a miscarriage please do listen because they're so different hmm. all three of them were so different in their own rights in terms of like what happened how far along I was how I felt how, yeah like,
1: like f- physically and emotionally yeah like and, and technically in a sense yeah. like the, 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 The reason and the the whole thing is so different. Like it's the same word, but
0: yeah. So, if you want to learn more about miscarriage, make sure you do come back for that one. Because, yeah, like like I kind of thought that if one person had three miscarriages, all three would be the same. I never thought they could be so entirely different. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting to get. My perspective on three different miscarriages rather than three different people talking, so it should be really eye opening anyway. Yeah,
1: it should be interesting because obviously, like the, the the reason we had the abortion is something really specific to us, and actually, we'll, we'll talk about that as a result and everything. Um, but but yeah, miscarriage you know happened to way more people than genetic disorder, uh, and the three of them were completely different, so it's probably just interesting for you guys to know about it. Um,
0: I think it's interesting for everyone to know about, yeah. even if you're you want children you don't want children like you might know friends or you might see something on tv or whatever like I just think it's it's such an interesting thing that people should talk about and people should know about because I had no idea Mm -hmm. like no idea that any of this was going to happen I didn't know that all three would be different and it's just I don't know anyway so that's going to be the next episode so make sure you come back for that one next Wednesday thank you so much for listening if you are still here we know these are longer episodes but it's so nice to talk about it and to get it off our chests and to share our experience and try and you know bring some light to it and i guess for people to get to know us a little bit more as well to get yeah. to know our story and
1: at least we don't have to repeat ourselves a million times yeah. <laughs>
0: you know, just... if you want to know just listen to yeah, seven yeah, hours I'm, of podcast.
1: i'm <laughs> just gonna put down a t-shirt and you know like do you have a child uh, no but if you want to know why listen to these three episodes uh, four episodes and you'll know why yeah. <laughs> some t-shirt about that uh, yeah. No. Thank you, guys, for listening. We really appreciate it. Um,
0: if you if you listen, please send us messages as well. Yeah. It'd be really nice to know that you've listened and that you support us. And that and
1: yeah, I'm I'm uh, gonna leave our Instagram as the best way to contact us in in the description. Uh, so just yeah, send us a message and and yeah, tell us whatever you want to <laughs> us. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next Wednesday for the last part of this special series.
0: Yep. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys.